2: the red raider outfitter rockin pregame on 101.1 the beard starring news channel 11's pete christie inside the red raiders publisher jared johnson the beard sports director sean dylan and host of the rockin pregame jeff scott
3: all right well it is a great saturday of college football and uh The best times of the year, October, and the weather starts cooling off a little bit. You got college football going, and uh, a lot of man, there's a lot of really good games happening today too. This is a this a game is hard to leave the house when uh, there's so many great games on. But Texas Tech playing Kansas uh, today, and uh, that game starts at three o'clock. This one is uh, deep into the ESPN Plus world, isn't it? This is like an online only kind of thing. Kansas Tech, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. It's. uh, I
0: think it's sponsored
4: by Cottonelle. Really? Toilet bowl. That's where he's going Thank for. Thank <laughs>
3: Hey, you picked it up, dude. I'm up on the dad jokes, man. <laughs> wow,
1: that's a double wiper. That
3: was that was nice. Yeah, that is uh, a <laughs> double wiper. Yeah. That was nice, Pete. Thank uh, you. All right, so coming up on today's show, um, you know, lots of Red Raider football, of course. Uh, probably some discussion about uh, Keith Patterson and uh, the the defense, and you know, surprisingly, a lot of people thought there was going to be some big move made this week of somebody losing a job, but but alas. Um this, this, <laughs> but this defense is apparently acceptable to the powers that be, and so
1: tech's going to roll with it, I guess, so <laughs> after uh, further review, the defense stands yeah. yeah does it all right yes yeah no it's it lays down yeah
3: no, but it but it, apparently this defense is acceptable, so that 's what we 're dealing with now, um, and then also uh, joining us on the show, some rock and research, the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney, no stranger to Texas tech fans. And uh, Red Raider basketball, we've got some press conference audio from Tech head coach Mark Adams. And uh, so, yeah, you know, basketball is going to be here. Uh, We're just a few weeks away now from basketball. Mercifully. Um, Texas Tech offense, Sonny Cumbie's play calling. How would you grade it halfway through the season? We'll get to that. And uh, then we'll rock or roll, as usual, update our standings between Jarrett and Pete, see who owes who, uh, cold Bud Light. And then the Bud Light keys of the game coming up today, too. So a lot, of, a lot of stuff to get to as we get you ready for Texas Tech and Kansas.
2: This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame. Let's get going with the Rockin' Reality Check.
3: All right, Rockin' Reality Check. This is where we kind of take the temperature of Texas Tech football here and kind of what you're thinking. And, uh, Jared, why don't you start off?
1: I was, <laughs> <laughs> would you like me fu- to start
4: I, I mean I'll start I, 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 <laughs> I was thinking about a million things you'd never call me first and, it's like uh, the kid who's uh, falling asleep with his eyes open in class you know? right yeah uh, I was that kid alive, yeah. my bad no I, you know I, I think we're in uh, a no man's land I got talked about this on Inside the Red Raiders because I mean that performance obviously was so just it was pathetic I yeah. mean it was you know uh, and now you got Kansas so this is a weird thing that Tech is 4-2, and two, likely will go to 5-2, and two, but nobody feels very happy about it, which is weird, right? I mean, I, I just feel like there's not anything positive that could come out of the game this week. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, obviously a W could come out of it. That's good. But... Um just the the fact that uh, you know they played Can- or Kansas has played Tech close the last two week or last two seasons. Uh, I think there were three point games. Yeah, of course both, they lost yeah. the one two years ago, which is one of the biggest embarrassments of what the last couple several decades in oh, Tech yeah. football. That I was mean, a I, it was a terrible loss. And the way they lost it and everything with uh, what was it Doug uh, what was his name. Doug uh, uh, Coleman. Coleman Coleman, pitching it back after blocking the. Ridiculous. I just saw that today. Somebody, for some reason, posted it on the board. I was like, oh, why? Somebody's blood for punishment. Or on Twitter or something. I can't remember where I saw it. Uh, (laughs) But it was, man, they have to win this game. But how much are we really going to get from? Like, if they shut out Kansas, it's not like any of us are going to anoint the defense as being back or anything like that. I mean, ultimately, they need to win this game, handle their business, and then we'll see what, what happens against Kansas State back here at the Jones. All right, Pete. We live in a crazy world,
0: Jeff.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Crazy things happening everywhere, and, uh, and college football no different. Uh, you know, when does four and two feel like one and five? I felt like they beat Houston. That was a big win. Uh, everything else, West Virginia was a
3: yeah, yeah. I give you that too. Yeah, but, but it turns but, out but, that they're not very good. Though, right, and I mean.
0: and it was after the blowout to Texas when now it's personal. It's always personal. Not now. <laughs> It's always personal. So that was a stupid little thing to begin with that's gone quiet all of a sudden. It felt like it was personal last week for TCU. (laughs) But it's always personal, so it's not now. Anyway, um, you know, we're at a point this week, I saw several people on my page put, man, I hope they lose to Kansas and they lose out so we can get rid of the coaching staff. That's, I mean, that's how some of our fans feel, and that's sad. But... Uh, if if they lose today, someone's got to get a pink slip on Monday. End of story.
4: Oh, it's a fireable. Offense. Have, oh, to,
0: I, have to, have so, to. So I don't think it's going to happen. I really think these guys are going to win this week. But again, am I going to be excited? Five and two. We're back home next week. Kansas State. You're going to lose by twenty. Then Oklahoma. I mean, you, they got to get consistent. And there's just nothing to cheer about. Uh, it's, it, you know. Uh, w- he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I, mean, I mean it's frustrating, but there's nothing elite about what's going on. Oh boy, that's Ooh. for sure. Nothing. And, uh, okay, it's sorry. disappointing. And uh I but mean, again, you you gotta start somewhere. This is the week. You gotta beat your favorite by sixteen and a half. I wanna see if thir- I, I wanna see this team blow somebody out. Do you think tech covers? I hope. I hope they can win by thirty, but win. I don't I think it's gonna be a struggle. And then what what is that? You know the Stephen F. Austin game; they should have murdered those guys <laughs> without killing anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, again, you go back to that year when they barely beat Central Arkansas, and that was that was the telltale sign when you saw they barely beat Stephen F. Austin. This team is not elite. Uh, you know, six six and six, maybe you get a bowl game, and we cheer going to the you know the Doritos, Cheetos, you know feel good game.
3: Yeah, no, I know what you're, you're, you're you're agitated today. I love it. Right time, yeah.
0: man. It's a, you know, basketball's right. I'm so excited for Mark Adams and this team, and and you know what we expect to get there. So, you know, I, you get five and two. You're one win away from getting a bowl game, which is what they wanted. So let's get it done today and and build off that. But you, you know, you got to win at home. They talk about we got to win our games at home. October is so important, and you play like that last week come on man come on
3: embarrassing
0: how I mean how much can you
3: take not much more sean uh,
1: unforced errors have been the key of Matt wells administration how many times have we talked about on the show about decisions kicking field goals on second down things like that he had another unforced error this Weekend during his radio show. Oh
4: golly, that's all over inside the Red Raiders, man. Fans, that was tough to look at. Fans were not happy. I, I don't know. Do, like, do you feel like? Do you feel like that's being overblown?
0: Sorry, Sean, go I ahead don't. and say.
1: But I'm but I'm saying it's a unforced error. What's yeah. the one thing that you like about Lubbock? And he could have bumbled around. the say people. Is, that's a, it's a the layup. people. It's Anybody a layup. can
3: answer. Anybody with half a brain the here can here are answer that awesome. question. Level
4: man bailed him out. You know, that was nice. Well, he did, he's like, yeah, but he's the up.
3: ultimate Homer, and so uh, of course yeah. he would. I mean, he but, could have just know. let him die there, all yeah. day, you
4: know, but he helped the people, you know? I was like,
3: right.
0: help him! Right, he, needs right. help him. Oh. he pulled the Cliff Kingsbury. He repeated the question to give himself time to come yeah. up with the answer, and he still couldn't come but up see, with the answer. See, even
3: just, just uh, po- you know, politically, I mean, how hard is it to say that? I mean, he may hate Lubbock, but at the very least. Everybody in the on the globe knows it. Ah, people pretty friendly there in Lubbock. I mean, you know, yeah. than the West wide Texas. open spaces. I mean, I could have come up with <laughs> yes. a, a, an answer to that. There is no excuse for the way he fumbled that. I saw some people say, "Well, but he was he was kind of you know he was surprised by the question." Give me a freaking break! Yeah, you can't be You cannot be surprised you know, when you live here he for three the years. Should come have on, man! Him.
0: Should Keith Patterson be fired? Yeah, that I mean that. I would hem and haw
4: over that from yeah, him. Right. And I understand and they that. weren't going to ask him that at his. No, but I'm just show. saying.
0: I mean, and then he's like, "Well, you know, I work so hard, and I go home, and my family. I mean, it was not act- a good answer. Right? He acted like he doesn't know anything about love So it's, he- it's just yet, an yet he's trying to get recruits error. to He right, right. Can't get out of his own way. I thought you were saying he's playing tennis. He no, no. Some unforced-
4: <laughs> No, we but, briefly gave Sean the stage, and then we took it away from him. Yeah, like, right. Sorry,
3: Sean. Thanks, sorry. Sean. <laughs> no, but you brought up a great point, it though. It a good and, point. And, and unforced errors. He can't get out of his own way. I mean, this has happened every year. There's something with this guy every year where he can't get out of his own way. So you're exactly right to bring up unforced errors. But, but no, it's just, you know, when, when you're sitting there and you're already behind the eight ball in a lot of areas, and, and you say things like that, That just tells people, because people in Lubbock, everybody, if you've been around here a long time, you know, we are very neurotic about people liking us and wanting to be here. There is nothing more important to Texas Tech fans, by and large, than do they like us and do they want to be here? Are they going to stay? I mean, it's the most desperate. That's that's Texas Tech, though. It is. And so when you got a guy who's, you know, what do you like about Lubbock? Uh, All he had to uh, say is, uh, God, I love the people, they're so nice. Move, next question. But it said bah, 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 bah. I mean it was embarrassing. But that kind of thing, people people from Lubbock hear that and go, Oh, okay, okay. I see how it is now. Yeah. You're one of those guys. Yep. Okay, fine. Okay. And so now you're you're sitting here in a situation where you have very little goodwill really among the fan base already because you can't win and right and then you say that that just is one more thing to give people a reason to go well this guy and so look i i don't know that that whole thing right there was astonishing to me for him to have that non-answer right there and then fumble around on something so basic And so simple. I thought that was one of the lame. things I've ever seen. It it really is. It was lame, man. I mean, you
4: know, one thing that never gets mentioned about Lubbock that I love is a uh, surprisingly really good pizza selection here.
3: Yeah. Wow. Never thought about that. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of meats, man. I I love
4: meats. I I mean, I love steaks.
3: Who would yeah, have Lubbock, thought that, that Lubbock would
4: have a good, I mean, right. I don't know if we're allowed to say different places or whatever, but I, I mean, say means, obviously, why not? hey, well, I love that. You know, between one guy and Capitol, and he's going yeah. down the list, I mean, there's really good pizza here. Right,
3: yeah. And why couldn't you say that? Right. There's a million I mean, things say that I said. And then
4: the people, they're so genuine, you know, they're so nice, yeah. you know, but then again, how nice are the people being to Matt Wills right now? Yeah. He probably has 24 sale signs in his front yard. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, a lot of realtors like him. Oh, there you go.
3: <laughs> My wife lot likes of, him. A, a lot of, uh, he's a good guy. Op- well, he's a oh. good guy. you know,
4: I mentioned that today. I got a mailbag question this week, and uh, I mentioned that uh, I'll, I always preface that about Kingsbury, and that Pete, rightfully so, you know, jobs me over that. Basically, get you know, gives me the business, so to speak, about about saying that. But you know, I, I obviously, personally, I'll, I'll, I was impressed with how Kingsbury was away from the field. Uh, yeah. Quite the opposite, in terms of. Uh, uh, how they mismanaged the roster, and man, I don't, like I don't want to go through that again. But of uh, uh, detailing that, Coach Wells, the, uh, the ironic thing is that I like a lot of the things they've done with the roster, but I where I have a problem is the game plan, the defensive game plan for TCU just blew my mind. I mean, I literally from up in the way up in the press box, you get that coach's view, looking down and looking down and seeing that they only had five in the box, which I just we all assumed. You know, you're going to stack the box, make them beat you throwing. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But you compete, you get a couple of breaks, and you win a big game. You know, they did not give their guys an opportunity to compete against the run. And I, it blows my mind that that uh, they won't recognize that, that they thought that would be a good idea. I mean, I, everybody who saw that said, "Oh no,"
3: or that they're so stubborn that they won't change. I don't I know. I mean, I think
4: it's not. I think it was that they they think too much that you know like in terms of like they overthink things like okay we're gonna be sneaky and you know stop the pass you know like no right. you gotta stop this very simple <laughs> they have a very good running back and a running quarterback pretty okay offensive line but coach patterson uh tcu's gary patterson's gonna come in and try and run the ball on you and, right. and, and right. take your heart and i mean you just gave it to him right it, you know wrapped in a, in a present you didn't even compete you didn't give your guys Homecoming. an opportunity to compete the linebackers, Colin Schooler, Rico, they weren't even able to make contact until four, like the second level, four or five yards down the line of scrimmage. And so then you're competing with a Zach Evans or a Max Duggan. So, right. yeah, they missed some tackles and stuff. They were on tilt. I mean, I just – that was so – no matter how I feel about Coach Wells, personally, as a good man and all that, it doesn't – it doesn't change the fact that business-wise, and just looking at it, that was that was terrible game plan, and you did the terrible. opposite. Terrible, you Charles already it got it in first <laughs> second. It's the opposite of what you're supposed to do as a coach. You're supposed to put your players in the best possible situation in order to compete and win. They did the opposite
3: with that defensive scheme. Well, I just think that, uh, yeah, I think I, I tweeted after the game the uh, break glass in case of emergency, my picture of Art Bryles, <laughs> which went over real well. But, no, but, you know, but uh, to me, the, that whole thing, I mean, look, I, I do think Art Brawls is one of the only guys that could come in here right now and turn this crap around. I really do. But with that said, no, hang on. But with that said, I think overall you, for for what I mean on in what I think tech tech is it needs to be a dangerous outlaw kind of school, mm. and they may not want to embrace that kind of image, but that 's why Leach and all those years were so great was because it was different it was unconventional Texas Tech has a hard time being a conventional regular run-of-the-mill vanilla like you know Matt Wells mean a nice guy all that but he's a conventional vanilla run-of-the-mill type college football coach Texas Tech needs to be a little bit dangerous and it's not dangerous anymore there's nothing dangerous about Texas Tech anymore and and it's just you know so you lose that home field the excitement the swagger the you know out here in West Texas I mean we do we feel we all feel a little neurotic about these because everybody's always talking bad Bad about us so we're always kind of got that chip on our shoulder yeah you want to come in here we're gonna teach you a lesson out here in West Texas we don't put up with that I mean you know that was what was always so great about it and I just lost that now from a Texas Tech standpoint a football standpoint and to me our brows like him or not I don't even get to go down the rabbit hole of that whole argument I'm just saying he's the type of guy that has the kind of attitude that Texas Tech needs from a football coach is an attitude like that and dangerous and outlaw, and that's what I, I wish we could find. I
4: know we need to wrap it up, but three quick things on the Art Browse thing. One, I don't think the current admin would go for it. They would yeah. never do it. Number no. two, though, if you did bring in a new admin, which I mean is more likely than any other time we've been sitting right. here doing the show, I think the sentiment for bringing in either you know, Art Browse or Baby Browse mm-hmm. in here is growing. Yeah. It is. I see it. I mean, I've seen it. when it was first brought up. The Kingsbury deal is going on. People, I mean, burned to the, the, my diploma and all that. You right, just don't see that kind of uh, vitriol towards right. that suggestion now. People are starting like, "What well, heck? I, anything better than this?" You well, know, you a guy giving up 400 yards and five touchdowns and can't come up with a thing uh, uh, right. about what he likes about loving. Yeah. So, and three, I personally wouldn't like to see our brows in here, but man, things are so crazy now. I don't. I, up is down. Down is up. Yeah. Everything sideways, so
3: well, well, we're too in, we're now that we're in an era with all the name image likeness and all the stuff Oh, we're yeah Basically, live in a junior pro league. To oh. me, all that stuff you throw out the window about student-athletes and all that happy talk that everybody always wants to give, it's not that way anymore. We're living in a wide, wide, wild, wild west of making money, and it's like it's like a pro league now. And to me, that's where it's just all about winning. That's it. People like to pretend it's about student-athletes and all that. It really isn't. It's about winning. It's about and, money. Uh, yeah, money and winning. Maybe money more than winning, it is actually. It's about yeah. money more than
0: winning. They're going to they're gonna go the same way they always go. I bet you they bring in Dykes, SMU. See, I that, wouldn't that, have a problem with that, No, either. I know but that, I mean, that, yeah. they would probably go the safer way. I've just, I just seen what that. he's done
4: at SMU, and he's done a lot of smart things in terms of recruiting and yeah. branding and They're all that, great obviously. Just, they beat TCU. <laughs> I, they beat, yeah, they <laughs> That's did. A good point. They they did the opposite. They ran for like 300 or something right. on them. I mean. All
3: right. Well, uh, by the way, Red Raiders today wearing their red, white, red uniform combination, which they have never won in that combination since 2009. That's the last time they've won. So it's not actually, they've never actually, won.
1: They that, that's the last time that statistics on uniform combinations were started. Okay. So since uniform combinations have been tracked, they have never. What year worked. is that? Two thousand nine. Two yeah. thousand nine. So okay. So yeah, red you white red. It's a
0: nice look. Guys, though. look at that and say, "Damn, we haven't worn in twelve years. Should we not wear this?" Well, why
4: didn't they go back? Why can they not go back and look and see what they wore? Wait, but why but twelve people years decide you to stop wearing, wearing that? that? Why yeah, I don't they know. Uh,
1: you, you want to let pe- have. Matt Dowdy go through back every single
4: No, no, Dowdy really is a good guy, as we know (laughs) And and he's good at his job That's
3: right, he is Alright, so uh, we come back here, we'll talk some more Red Raider football, who's making the biggest impact This is the Red Raider
2: Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard, sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, the Equipment and Westin Water Well Drilling and Pump Service
3: Texas Tech football. All right. uh, Time to talk some more Texas Tech Red Rare football here. By the way, we're enjoying hamburgers today here on the pregame show from our friends at Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. So if you don't uh, know Mike and Eric's story, the guys uh, with Cattleman's Pride Meat Company, Mike actually owns uh, Tenny Silver Dollar Steakhouse and Saloon in Tenny, New Mexico. Everybody passes by there on their way to Rio He's been growing the business by serving five-star meals in the restaurant and catering to many weddings, And uh, now, here in Lubbock, Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, for next week's Kansas State Tailgate. uh, They invite you to give them a call at 786-7724. Place your order for next week's Kansas State Tailgate. Uh, that's Cattleman's Pride Meat Company, our grill master Sean. Uh man, on the ones and twos on the grill. Nice. Sean and Joe, thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, nice. you, brought, you brought your wife today to keep you in line and uh, that's probably uh, that's probably a good she, thing. She so. just
1: I, I know the real truth. The the truth was is that she made a whole bunch of patties and she was like, Hey, if we if, if I make sure that you feed these guys and if you want a second patty, yeah, I'm gonna take that home and we'll we'll keep those patties for tonight. But you know. Are you saying you're hiding food from us? No, I'm saying that's she's hiding. Heard. I'm <laughs> saying she's, she, want, she, she wants her Cattleman's Pride. Okay, for all right. Tonight.
3: Well, that's fair because with what she puts up with, you know, as your wife, I'm that's, sure. Uh, that's the reality right. check. That's, that's right. Cattleman's Pride Meat Company, though, man, they've they've provided us some great food for our show here over the last Aww. few weeks, and uh, we really appreciate them, and you will, too. Cattleman's Pride Meat Company. All right, so let's get to uh, some Texas Tech football. So far. Who, who do you guys think has made the, the biggest impact for, for Texas Tech? I mean who's the who's a player that really stands out is
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the easy one. I feel bad for him, you know? Like he's not getting a lot of help. He's not like the defensive line ain't keeping a lot of blockers off of him. I don't feel like obviously I already said a bunch about the scheme last week. I mean, it put him in a lot of bad situations. Yeah. So which is not really I mean, Patterson hasn't had a great uh History, Keith Patterson, in terms of like overall success, but he's known for putting his linebackers in great spots, and that's not what they did last week. So yeah. I felt bad for him.
0: Yeah, I mean after after six games, I thought I could say you know Eric Ezukama,
4: but you know there are games we don't even see the guy. And what was weird was he, he was I I was like trying not to scream. I was gonna get kicked out of the press box, not for like cheering, obviously, yeah. but for like That's talking great. so much right. smack. Like, you got to be quiet. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think Don even said something to me. Like, <laughs> I just laughed maniacally on one play. It was like third and two, and they had four guys in the box or something. You know, I was like they're in a dime look or something. I was just like, what are they doing? But um, what were we talking about? Is a comma. Oh yeah, on the other side of the ball, he was wide open. Like he had just singled up uh you know to the boundary like wide open space the other safety wasn't even paying attention to him half the time and they weren't even you know columbia was not even look in his way and i, I was like just th- throw a little hitch out to him right. let easy do his thing or just throw a fade back sh- back shoulder fade to him or something yeah. and yeah. just make them commit that that safety to him you know that so right. you can open up everything else but they they start off doing that but the tc's like well they're not gonna throw to him and so let's let's try single let's try help out against the run and they it's like they never recognized that until the fourth quarter, and then they started trying to force feed it to him right. when they had him doubled. And it was like, "Oh, that when was when the
3: game was out of hand at that yeah, point, I really was like, too." You yeah, know, And Easy was visibly upset, and I don't blame him. Yeah, as well, know. he should be. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, it was almost like they were overthinking that too, like yes. trying to yes. like they're going to be they're going to be focusing on him, so let's go other places and we'll you know outsmart them, and then. They- yeah, take I'm not your saying, best guy out of the game.
4: I'm not saying there's not a lot that goes into this. I'm right. not saying that oh, yeah. I'm not belittling, but it's not. We're not talking about NASA here. You know what I mean? Right. It's not that complicated football compared to other things in life. So, I, do
0: you yes. think uh, Cumby overthought things just because it was such an emotional game? I don't him? know if
4: it was Cumby or Columbia making those decisions. Sure. To be exactly. honest, you know, right. I think obviously. Cumbie in the fourth course said, get the ball to Easy, you know, like, be or Columbia. Right, C.C. Music Factory for your <laughs> <Yeah>. 90s. <dealer. laughs> Sounds like a good law firm. Uh, yeah. no, uh, no, you know, I actually, I think Columbia's been an upgrade. I think he's done a good job. He has. There so hasn't yeah, been a lot of, like, yeah. game management problems, like mm-hmm. we saw the last two years, you know, yeah. and I think Columbia is part of that. I mean, I also want to give, I know people don't want me to, but I want to give Wells some credit for that, but also I think, obviously, Columbia, what he's brought to the office and the team has helped. Like, if. I mean, imagine if they had lost to West Virginia. And if they didn't manage the clock, both at the end of the first half and the end of the game the way right. they did, mm-hmm. which they did. I mean, it was perfect. Uh, then they would be, what, 3-3 three and three right now? You know, I mean, whoo. Re- <laughs> riding a three-game losing streak? That would be really ugly. So I, I like what Cumbie's doing overall. But I, I made no sense to me why they were just letting EZ be single-covered. You know, maybe yeah. it's because so many people complained about it earlier in the year. I don't, yeah, which I never really got either
3: well there's yeah there's just so much this year that just you know you're just like God and it is so weird how you know four and two I mean really feels it feels like they're 0 yeah, six, I mean it just does it feels like it, but I think it's because you know as it turns out, West Virginia is not very good, you know and the and the you know Houston is a decent team that, that's a nice win, but you know the the other two non conference games I mean you know of course you're going to win those there there's just nothing that's felt. And it's the way the two losses have been so Lopsided. bad and yeah. embarrassing. And That's why to? it feels so bad, you know? And who
4: they lost to. I, have, right. I they. Nobody wanted to ask Coach Wills a question after the game. I was like, I'll ask. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I asked him, point, blank. What does it say about this football team that you allow an in-state rival to come in in a night game, the Jones, and run for almost four yards and five touchdowns? Yeah. And he said he didn't understand the, the correlation. Yeah, he scoffed. And see, it, and that, that's like,
3: concerning to what? me right there, that he doesn't understand the correlation.
4: Other than Seriously? fence with him on that, which obviously, yeah, I have a big problem with that, Yeah, because that's what we're talking about. Right. You, you let your two in-state, two of your in-state rivals just truck you, you know? Yeah, I mean, right. but, so I said, fine. Uh what does it mean? That, what does it say that you can allow any team come in here in the Jones in a night game and run for four yards and five touchdowns? He didn't. He didn't really answer the question. But what it says, and this is like when it comes down to it, I always go back to like an honest football conversation that I would have like with my dad. We're mm-hmm. watching the game, watching football. Whether it be like the you know the Cowboys, which we're beloved, our beloved Cowboys, we're big fans of, but. Uh, you got to be real about what your the, the team is and what you're seeing out there. And if it, if you allow a team to run for 400 yards and, and five touchdowns, and I say you're jockless. It's that simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your own house. Yeah. Homecoming, which the players don't care about that, but it's a night game blackout against you know for everything was set yeah. up for them. Right. And I don't. I mean, the players definitely take they. I mean, they miss tackles. Yeah, they didn't get up blocks. But all, again, I go back to that scheme, not allowing them to compete. And you know, it was written. Coach Willis did not have to say anything. I saw uh, Kirby Hoka in that press conference, over, and he looked like we all felt. And he did. Yeah. I mean, it matters to him. Thank God. And uh, you know, you could see he was drained. He was emotionally upset. You know, you could see it. You know, uh, and he should be because this is his guy, right? Right. Yeah. It is. So, yeah, I had a I, I had a problem with that. The reason why it feels so bad, despite being four and two, is because you played Texas and TCU, to your biggest rivals in state. You're, you know, you see these fans of these teams at the water cooler at work you know they're yeah. your, your buddies mm-hmm. so it's and uh you you got you got just embarrassed i mean like they're almost feeling sorry for you instead of talking smack to you because because right. you're, you're you're not really competing with them. yeah yeah that's what i
3: was say it was it was you were not competitive Mm-mm. and that's embarrassing
4: and that one touchdown
0: i think it was miller where he broke free and just blew by every guy yes. i mean that just epitomized
4: the whole day
1: but the thing is this is that he, you're still going to owe him $6.9 million.
4: You know, the thing is with that is the money's there.
1: Yeah, obviously. Money. I, the
4: whole thing of tech not having money is just so overblown. But the, yeah. where the money does come into play, Sean, is it's another thing on Hokut's ledger of you cost us this. You went Lone Wolf McQuaid. You made a big deal about this. You didn't listen to any of us. You wouldn't even interview some of the guys we wanted you to interview. You, you know, we say we even threw in some money if you would like at least listen to some of these guys. Supposedly, uh, you know, that's out there, um, and you just said nope. Yeah, I'm Kirk, I'm the athletics director.
3: I'm bringing in I'm, an elite I'm guy. Bringing, yeah, he, yeah. literally, he's, he was the word elite. I mean, he, he did. did. That's his and, deal. And
4: uh, here we are.
3: I mean, yeah. am
0: I not right? He went to him. I mean, it wasn't like Wells. Yeah. No, right? no. they went to him. Yeah,
4: that's how I remember yeah. it. Yeah, I think did he say Bob Stoops vouched for him or something? You know, the whole Oklahoma connection or whatever. So is
1: twelve and sixteen elite?
4: Obviously, right. it's not. You know, and I, you know, for the first two years. Uh, a lot of it was rebuilding the roster, but they have enough talent to where they shouldn't have lost to Texas, and especially TCU. I mean, I everyone, every Tech fan knows, okay, going down to Austin, getting blown out. It happens. It happens to the best of them. You have good seasons, good teams. Go down to Austin, get blown out. But to double down with that TCU game, I mean, it took the heart of a lot of fans. Yeah. It did, yeah. you
3: know. Well, we, when I always know when you're you're really grasping for straws on things of, of when you look into year three here and what has really improved. When people say things like, "Well, they've really cut down on the number of penalties," <laughs> when that's the kind <laughs> that's of thing true. that you're really and I've seen multiple people doing that. Go, well, yeah, they've cut way down the penalties. Okay, nice.
4: Who would cares? would you take, Mike Leach, and all the penalties? <laughs>
3: Heck yeah, yeah in course. a second. All right, um, let's see. When we come back here, we'll do some rockin' research uh, with Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, and uh, he'll break down the, uh, the Jayhawks and what we can expect uh, as Texas Tech gets ready to be the homecoming opponent of uh, – the, the opponent, not component, the homecoming opponent <laughs> of, uh, of Kansas coming up this afternoon at 3. So more to come here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame on 101. This is
2: the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Meineke, Zonko, and Life.
3: All right, time for some rockin' research on the uh, pregame show today. And we're joined by the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks and former Red Raider play-by-play voice, Brian Haney. And welcome back to the uh, Rockin' Pregame today.
5: Great to be on with you guys. Thanks so much for having me.
3: Yeah, so uh, Lance Leopold has been challenged to turn this team around from the bottom of the Big 12. What is the biggest challenge he has faced so far, in your opinion?
5: Great question, Jeff. And obviously, when you've dealt with 13 years of losing and losing in pretty historic fashion, there's no quick fixes out there. There's a lot of... of upheaval and undertaking that needs to go into this, and yet the scholarship numbers have gradually gotten better. It's not nearly the situation that David Beatty inherited going back two hires ago, and the cupboard wasn't nearly as bare uh, as it was, you know, say, before Beatty because Les Miles and Beatty both brought enough talent to this team to at least jump up and surprise some Big 12 clubs in a given week, like we saw with Texas Tech in 2019. But the goal isn't just to win a game or two in league every year. They want to get back to being relevant and competitive each week. It's not that long ago. This was a 12 and one football team that had all the stars aligned for an Orange Bowl championship season and then backed it up with eight more wins the very next year in 07 and 08. And so just to get back to being a six and six type football team, if Lance Leipold did that over his first three years at Kansas, not saying they build a statue for the guy, but his approval rating would be through the roof. And so gradually with uh, with better scholarship numbers now compared to what it was when Charlie Weiss left and starting to get, you know, some of his guys in the program, half of the transfers that they brought in this year were his own players from Buffalo. And I think as he gets a chance to put his own stamp on things and recruit his own types of players, Kansas will be in a much better position to protect their roster and not have this current day and age of the transfer portal make the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Because honestly, guys, that's what happened when Les Miles left on the defensive side of the ball for Kansas. We lost three star players, one of which I know really showed out well in Lubbock last year, Karan Prunty. We lost three of them to SEC transfers and while Kansas basketball certainly benefits from the transfer portal as much as any, Kansas football has been hit hard by it and I think as Lance Leipold gets a chance to recruit his own guys and have positional coach continuity because with so many head coaching changes in the last 13 years, there have been so many position coach changes as well, that's going to help you to keep guys on the roster, on campus and building towards something where we're much more consistent. So I think we finally got a guy that's going to provide stability, continuity. He brought in a staff, half of which were his own guys. He kept a good number of coaches from Les Miles' staff as well. And I think that message of consistency and continuity and just brick by brick, let's build it slowly each day, is going to gradually get Kansas back to being relevant again. We've tried everything else, from the the flashy big-name coaches that are maybe in the twilight of their career, like a Charlie Weiss and a Les Miles, to the unproven, you know, wiser within the coaching ranks like a David Beatty or a Turner Gill who had a little bit of, of, uh, of a track record but not a ton. I, I think now going with a guy that's 57, he's he's won at multiple levels. Now he's trying to win at the major conference level. I think right now Kansas fans are fired up. They feel they've finally gotten their guy for the first time since Mark Mangino.
4: Well, how has the coaching change affected the recruiting trail? Are the coaches getting into places they haven't been before from the previous staff? And how, is Lance, uh, how has Lance wanted to take advantage of the
5: transfer portal? Well, certainly the portal has helped chance a lot. With some of the Buffalo players that I alluded to earlier, you're going to see Trevor Wilson later today, a star receiver that a couple of weeks ago at Duke made the number two play in america on that day according to sports center's top 10 just an excellent receiver his father played in the nfl and he's one of several immediate impact guys who came with life from buffalo rich miller a linebacker is another one that comes to mind and uh, mike Manitsky along the offensive line another name you should look for but i think kansas will do better with the portal as we get deeper into it in terms of recruiting areas that they've not gotten into before that remains to be seen. You know, coming up on December, we'll see what this first class truly looks like. But Les Miles and even David Beatty before him, who really had an emphasis on the state of Louisiana, uh, they've got Kansas well into the Southeast Conference region in terms of recruits, Louisiana, Georgia, Florida, big time. It'll be interesting to see where Lance Leipold goes, but I know he wants to blanket the state of Kansas as much as he can win some of those state battles with Kansas State. Not that that's going to get you to the promised land of the Big 12, but there have been some good guys come through here, uh, one of which is the running back at Iowa State, who last year was, was sixth in the highest in trophy voting. And Reese Hall, he's a Wichita Kansas kid, can't afford to let those guys leave state line. So, I think lightbold has done a tremendous job in establishing immediate rapport and great relationships with local Kansas high school coaches. And he's doing the same in Texas, as you always have to do, no matter what Big 12 school you are. But uh, from there, we'll just have to wait and see what it looks like in December because one thing we have learned in, in covering Kansas football over the years, football recruiting that is, you don't count your Jayhawks until they hatch because uh, obviously a, a lot of late shuffling of the deck can happen, especially when you're trying to build your way up to the bottom and some of those big dogs come creeping in at the last hour and steal one away. But I do think this is going to be a good recruiting staff. One name is is a name that's, you know, a a pretty common one with Texas Tech fans, and that is Coach Emma Jones, who was our interim head coach going back to the spring when Les Miles first left, and uh, he is probably our most charismatic recruiter. He's a guy that's made a tremendous difference in Southern Kansas football the last three years since coming on Les Miles' staff, and he has tremendous outlook and and bought into Lance Leifold, even though he himself was being considered for the job. Does a lot about his character, and I think uh, he's one of those guys. Based on his ties to tech, tech and his ties to the Metroplex, is really helping Kansas continue its presence in the Lone Star State. How has Jason Bean's leadership
0: helped the Jayhawks' offense?
5: Well, he's kind of a quiet leader. He's, he's not a big, demonstrative, get up in your face, wave your arms, yell at a guy type leader. He leads by example, uh, quietly but he's gaining more comfort with the playbook, with his teammates. He has way more trust in his offensive line as we head into game six compared to games one and two, and that's probably been the most improved unit is the Kansas offensive line the start of the season and now. But Bean's settling in, and I think that you know, his athleticism jumped off the page on day one at fall camp, but he didn't jump ahead of the pack at quarterback until he really started to get a handle for this playbook by in-total and get a handle for for how they were going to run the offense in the Lance Lightfold, even Because, again, he committed to Coach Jones and Les Miles. He was coached by Coach Jones in the spring. So he had to learn a whole new offense in the late summer months. And once he's gotten a handle on that, and some of the complexities that are probably a little more involved than what typical play calling was in North Texas, just in the way they call their plays, I think that's allowed him to ease into things a little bit more, settle in, and uh, not feel so overwhelmed as perhaps he was in mid August when he was trying to learn everything and absorb it so quickly. But you'll be impressed when you see him for those that haven't amongst your Texas Tech listeners, super fast. He gets to the edge as fast as any quarterback can at him. And we saw two, you know, thirty five plus yard touchdown runs at Coastal Carolina, a top twenty five opponent on the road where his game breaking ability just uh, absolutely trust Kansas right back into that ball game rallying back down three touchdowns to within six in the third quarter pretty much on Jason Bean's back alone so uh, you know the original question was about leadership I think he's growing as a leader but more than anything he just brings some athleticism and speed differential to this Kansas offense that gives us a chance to do things when the pocket's collapsing the play is breaking down if nothing's happening with the one game every once in a while he could just you know put the guys on his back and move the chains on his own so that's been a welcome addition certainly one that I think will make Kansas more competitive today than they might have been a year ago without.
3: Alright, here's Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, with us today on the Rock and Pre-Game. Talking about running back, special running backs have made an impact with Kansas. Everyone, of course, remembers Puka Williams. What's special about Devin Neal, and what does he offer?
5: Yeah, No doubt. It's, it's interesting. Not just Puka Williams, who's on the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad, but starting running back the Chicago Bears this weekend is Khalil Herbert. You guys remember him. The Mm -hmm. juice was on the loose. Uh, Kansas running back that transferred to Virginia Tech last year and kind of left us at the altar two years ago in week four when we were on the road at TCU and he made a trip with the team but then at the last minute decided to take that, uh, that redshirt opportunity and transfer and so Jayhawks has had some big shoes to fill with a couple of running backs that have ultimately gone pro. And then with Belton Gardner, another Dallas area high school kid, transferred just a couple of games into the season earlier this year. So consequently, we've seen Devin Neal, who was the number one signee in the state of Kansas, by the way, mm-hmm. fall to the top of the running back depth chart and honestly really thrive within it. Here's the guy that went for 107 yards and a touchdown at Duke, 82 more yards at Iowa State against the Cyclone defense and had only been giving up about three yards per carry. And so it's great to see a young man embrace a bigger opportunity than perhaps he thought he would get in his first season and really thrive within it. He's as well-spoken and uh, well-put-together both physically and mentally of an 18-year-old kid that I've been around. And oh, by the way, Sean, he wants to play baseball at, at Kansas, too. It's like, oh, wow. I've talked to him about Patrick Mahomes and how Patrick set out to do both and then you know, realized his, his first love was actually football and only briefly got in with the baseball team. He thinks he'll last longer than Mahomes did on the college baseball <laughs> diamonds. But I wouldn't be so sure, based on everything that's been thrust upon him this fall, that, uh, that he had wind up just committing to football in full. But for now, he's going to try to be the Bo Jackson of Kansas baseball and football and do both. Uh, but that just speaks to what an impressive young man he is. And while he's not, you know, a Byron Hanford, you know, game breaker type player like that, or to use a Kansas example, he's no Yale Sayers or anything like that. I, I do think he is a very serviceable Big 12 running back that behind a much improved offensive line could post honorable mention all Big 12 numbers or maybe all rookie team Big 12 numbers and and that's obviously something that uh, he'd be pretty proud of as the guy that heading into the fall thought he'd probably be the third horse in the pecking order of running backs. A series of injuries and in one transfer has just really opened the door for Devin Neal.
4: Well, there are plenty of young, talented receivers for Kansas. Uh, who stands out to you?
5: Well, I mentioned Trevor Wilson earlier, and he's the guy that, that has probably surprised in the most pleasant of ways thus far this season. Uh, we knew we had something notable with him. We didn't know we had something special with him coming in as a sophomore transfer from Buffalo. I, I think he could end up over the next three seasons being a guy that, that Kansas you know, sees become an all-Big 12 type performer. He's that good. Like I said, his father played in the NFL with the St. Seahawks. He's, uh, he's a big-time talent that maybe doesn't have big-time measurables, but he's just a playmaker. High points, the ball, excellent body control from his hands, gained an instant rapport with the quarterback, Jason because they're roommates and fellow transfers, and those two have just been stride for stride, locked in. But beyond that, you know the name Kwame Lasseter. You've seen him before, nice things, uh, versus Texas Tech and other Big 12 teams. He's now a redshirt senior that's making the most of his final year, a legacy player. His father played in Kansas and in the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals. And he's really developed into a very nice receiver that can go out and get you five or six catches a week, and so – look for him, and then if they get the tight ends involved, Mason Fairchild has prototypical size, 6'5", 245, excellent hands. He was another Center top 10 guy back in week one with a one-handed snag he made. And so uh, he's an emerging talent as well. We aren't completely without weapons. I know that, that's probably what you know, some folks are saying on Texas Tech pregame shows today because we don't have the, the flash that Texas did when they hung 70 a few weeks ago. We don't have some of the uh, draft pick caliber receiver talent that Oklahoma has, or even what Iowa State has. But I do think we have some serviceable playmakers that will surprise you with just how effective and efficient they can be. And uh, will it be enough to beat Texas Tech, gosh, I don't know. But I think there is some talent here that's going to make Kansas very competitive today. And if the last two years are any indication, we should be here for a good football game. A little more than an hour away
0: from Texas Tech and Kansas kicking off.
5: What are the keys to the game for the Jayhawks? Well, I think from a Kansas perspective, it'd be nice to play from out in front. Uh, It'd be nice to not have to you know, dig a hole and then climb out of it, because while we do have serviceable firepower, and Jason Bean can score very quickly with all that athleticism that I referred to earlier, it's not exactly a team that's built to win a shootout with a program like Texas Tech, but if, if they could play from out front, get a couple of stops defensively, keep the defense off the field for Kansas, keep them well-rested uh, you know, on, on an afternoon ball game where you know, we've seen Kansas times versus Baylor, for example, go three and out multiple times offensively. Their defense gets gassed, worn down, and the next thing you know, you're down three touchdowns, you're exhausted defensively, and your offense is stuck in the mud. If we can play complementary football, with the offense sustaining some nice drives to start the game, keeping the defense fresh, and then obviously you know, for a team like Kansas when you're always going to be the underdog at this stage of your program's development, it's about stealing breaks any place you can get them, whether that's winning the turnover battle, of which I'd say we have to do that against Texas Tech, or a big return in special teams, something that Kenny Logan's done quite a bit over the last three seasons at KU. Those are the types of things that can swing a game where you head in as a multiple touchdown underdog, but uh, find a way to, to eke one out or stay close late, that kind of thing. So complimentary football early, win the takeover game, and, and maybe Kenny Logan on a big return might be what it takes for Kansas to be Texas Tech uh, for the second straight homecoming against the Red Raiders. But as you well know, uh, in, in two and a half decades of being conference brethren, they use only one in this matchup twice. So while the most recent trip to Lawrence is one that we remember fondly versus Texas Tech, uh, most of them, we got a lot of heartache and heartbreak. So Kansas is well aware of of what they're up against today.
3: All right, voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney. Good luck on the call, and we'll see you back in the 806 for basketball season.
5: Always a pleasure, guys. Lubbock will always be my second home. Some of my favorite people in the world are right there in the 806. A few of which are coming up this weekend, actually staying at my house, uh, hanging out and, and going to the game on my tickets just because uh, it's so great to catch up with some of my best buddies from down there. So excited to always talk with you guys and can't wait for basketball season to be back down there. I'm such a huge fan of, of Coach Adams, and uh, I think it's going to be a great season for both KU and Texas Tech as well. Can't wait for that too.
3: All right, thanks, Brian. Yeah, you know, can, here, here, Brian. Great, the Brian Can, can, answer, can Brian be whatever. the head coach of Texas Tech? Because at least he can answer that question, right? Like, oh my gosh. So he would not
4: even ask the question. Was that yeah. so difficult? I hate I mean, to say, yeah. there's some great people. You know, come on. I know, man. No, that's that's how you. We all that look at each other. Yeah, it's wow. like
3: seriously. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Matt Wells needs take a take one of those uh, plays out of the Brian Haney handbook. It sounds like right there.
2: This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pre on 101.1 The Beer. Sponsored by Fortenberry Roofing, Wiley Implements, and Hug City Body Shop. Texas
3: Tech Basketball. All right, so uh, we are not that far from basketball season, believe it or not. I mean, here we are, midway through October, and first games coming up in November, November and, 9th. Yeah, so man, that's I think
0: Northern Florida, so that's okay. three weeks away.
3: Yeah, we're yeah, three weeks, man. That's that's exciting. Yeah, I know. I think everybody's looking forward to some basketball now. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the, I think just the excitement around Mark Adams and what is he going to be able to do with this team, and um, you know, it seems it's funny because nationally. It it seems like Tech doesn't get tons of uh, you know respect at this point. Now I think I think people are underestimating Mark Adams. I really do.
0: Well, you, the Big Twelve preseason poll came out. Texas Tech n- number four. Yeah. You Which, got uh, what? Kansas, uh, Texas, Baylor, Red Raiders, I mean, and with a coaching change and new players. Four is, is a solid spot no, that is what is I'm saying but, but when,
3: he, when beard left a lot of people were going you know acting like it was the death of Tech tech right, basketball right. well yeah
4: then they went out and got Kevin O'Banner and Bryson Williams right and, yeah uh, Dave R Warren 20-point score and uh, kept TJ came or Terrence Shannon came back McCullough stayed I mean this roster is as good as honestly I mean it's good as we've seen here uh, you could argue yeah I mean obviously the national championship team right, you know stands above but uh this team is really talented. So not only are they fourth in the Big 12 preseason poll, which, look, football may not be – I mean, that's just – it's okay. But in basketball, where this is the premier conference, I believe, in the country, that's that's good company. And then our friend, Eric Haslam, mm-hmm. actually released Metrics yesterday and had Tech 11th nationally. So that's big time. And as we know, Eric Haslam knows his stuff, and he is very well respected nationally. So that made – waves yesterday, that Texas Mm -hmm. Tech was 11th. I think they still were like the third or fourth Big 12 team in the top 11. That just tells you, I mean, come on, four of the top 11, according to Haslam, is, uh, you know, the best teams in the country, you know? I mean, that's how difficult it's going to be, so, I I mean, I think this team is going to be top half of the Big 12 in a, you know what, top six seed, top seven seed probably? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, hey, you can ride with that, right?
1: And they're playing a secret scrimmage today.
4: Yeah. Wichita State, right? And Wichita Falls. It's weird. It's like a home State game for, for Wichita yeah. State, but not really. <laughs> so weird.
5: All right,
3: so uh, Coach Adams uh, spoke uh, earlier this week to us about uh, just about the team in general now. Your know, practices are going, and the game's three weeks away. Um, he first uh, was asked about uh, newcomer Daniel Batcho. He was the, uh, the big guy transfer from uh, from Arizona. Yes. You
6: know, Joe, when Daniel first... Uh, Came on campus. Uh, he transferred from Arizona, and he was coming off an injury and uh, just was uh, You know, he didn't really have the strength and endurance and and we uh, first observed him as maybe kind of a project long term But he has been the most improved player that we've had and just gets better every day. So he's he's uh, working extremely hard he's got a high IQ and We're just uh, we just think he's maybe the best big man that we've ever had in here as a freshman since I've uh, been at Texas Tech. So we're really looking forward to his to his future. That's pretty promising to hear a guy
3: described as we thought he was going to be a project, and now talking about him like he could be the best big man they've ever had there. I mean that's 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 quite a I mean hats off to Batchel for I guess a lot of hard work there. You know he
4: was a talented guy though, I mean Arizona took him for a reason. you know um, he did some really uh, impressive things in Euroball, but then he had two injuries. Everybody talks about he had an injury. he had two injuries that really stymied his growth and then here 's something else we 're listening to these clips from Coach Adams. I don't want to get burned again here because we used to talk about how genuine Coach Beard was, <laughs> um, which obviously turned out to not be true. But Coach Adams is so open in these media availabilities. Pete and I, we talked about it before, been like, "Man, maybe Coach should." X Day and all the info, eh? you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you give it all this great, you know, which you don't hear journalists say a lot, but that's how open mm-hmm. Coach Adams uh, has been. So he gives like like great info out in these in these press conferences, and that that's a that's a gem right there on Batcho.
0: Well, and then, you know, we look back last, I mean, all these new guys are in. It's going to be interesting to see how they gel. But one guy uh, who really improved his game last year, played some key minutes. Uh, we both raved about Clarence Nadalny. Yeah. And I know uh, Coach Adams talked about him.
6: Clarence um, had such a great summer. And uh, he's a young man that works hard every day, a lot of enthusiasm, one of our toughest players. And then he had that... Um, hip surgery or hip injury and and uh so he was expected i think from the doctors maybe return maybe in in january december but he's working extremely hard and and we think that he may be ready by the first game but even yesterday we're going through some dummy offense and and then he just jumps out there and starts you know playing i look over at the trainer at mike and he looks at me and I said, you know, Mike, do you want him out here? And he goes, no. So we had to push him back off the floor. But he's he's a guy that's got a lot of enthusiasm. He just can't wait to get back out and start playing.
0: And then uh, who, we also uh, got some uh, comments. And I know a lot of people are excited about uh, K.J. Allen, Haven't seen him on uh, Last Chance U.
4: He looked really good. Uh, Monty Joe Yeager for Inside the River Raiders was that practice what, Thursday, a couple, or a couple Thursday. days ago, and uh, he said Allen looked really good. Like, he looks ready to go.
6: Yeah, KJ's a popular player on on social media with with uh, Netflix and all. And, and he is um, uh, he's the young man that's that's came in here. He's about 25 pounds overweight, and he's lost about 20 of it. So, uh, shown tremendous dedication just in uh, trying to get that weight off. And um, he's a sophomore. He's, he's he's got a huge upside to him. Great hands and. Uh, if you look in practice right now at our stats, he may be our best offensive rebounder, but just, we're just excited at this progress, and uh, he has a great attitude, and glad to be here. He's, he's, he tells us all the time that I mean, she loves, loves Texas Tech and loves his teammates, and he's been a real pleasure to coach. I bet he loves the people of Lubbock, too. He could probably answer that question.
0: And the way you can get around so easily here, the the great uh, weather we have that, that can change quickly if you don't like it, uh, the way you can go from 4th Street to 82nd Street thanks to a coach who won a national championship, Marsha Sharp Freeway, uh, just a lot of exciting things in
3: Lubbock. That, that most people could probably name after living here for a few weeks.
0: <laughs> or three years.
3: Okay, so uh, Coach Adams uh, at his pr- uh, press conference earlier he's this guy, week. Yeah, He's a good guy. That's all right. he's a good I have guy, at yeah. this point. Yeah. He's a good guy.
6: But, uh, no, he talked about the upcoming schedule. We've, we like our schedule early because, um, but, again, we're not going to take anybody lightly. But uh, we think we've got a good non-conference schedule unless we try to build – uh, getting ready for that Providence game, which would be a challenge on the road. And then, as you know, then we have Gonzaga and Tennessee. So those are also marked on the calendar. But um, I've been in this business long enough not to overlook teams. And so I'll make sure we get that message across every day
0: well and then uh, he talked about uh, Agbo who got to play this summer and try to make the Nigerian team and of course their first exhibition game they beat the USA and people were raving about him he didn't make the team but that has got to be good experience as now he's back with the Red Raiders and Adams talked about him
6: I think it is this guy uh, is in the in the gym every single day uh, in fact we told him the maybe he needs to slow down a little bit we, we don't want to wear his body out but he's a he's a i guess you call him a gym rat just loves the game so we're all pulling for for buzo just a tremendous uh, young man uh really good athlete and he's been shooting the ball probably our best uh, three-point shooter right now on the team other than maybe ethan duncan or uh, uh kevin o'banner but I, yeah we're uh, he had a great finish at the end of the year against arkansas made those free throws against texas and so he's got a lot of confidence coming into this year, and and uh, he's going to play a lot of minutes. All right, there's Texas Tech basketball head coach Mark Adams. As
3: We're about three weeks away from the start of the basketball season. When we come back here, Texas Tech offense. Tech, of course, getting ready to take on Kansas here at about 3 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk about Sonny Cumbie's play calling, some of your thoughts about it. Has there been a big improvement in the offense this year under Sonny Cumbie? And, uh, yeah, we'll just get everybody's thoughts about that when we come back here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame.
2: This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame on one hundred one point one. The Beard, sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. <laughs> <laughs> Time to look
3: at
1: the
5: Texas Tech offense.
3: All right, so as we look at the uh, offense for today, uh, you know Texas Tech, Kansas coming up three o'clock this afternoon. Sunny Cumbie. Uh, as offensive coordinator, replacing David Yost. So, how would you guys uh, grade his uh, Sonny Cumby's play calling uh, halfway through the season?
4: My offense isn't, I mean, they haven't been like amazing, but if you look at all the statistics, they're like top, what, 30 something in scoring? Yeah, and I know. think
1: they're like fourth in the conference. Twenty Top 27 like, in, in yeah. total offense. Uh, 78th in rushing offense, 19 in passing offense. Yeah, okay. and then
4: in scoring, I just looked it up according to NCAA stats. Anyways, they're you know top 35 in scoring. So I, I mean that's pretty good. It's not uh, Leach or Kingsbury level, you know, um, in terms of production. But you know they've had a lot of injuries. I'm not making excuses, but I mean your quarterback goes out, your leading rusher goes out, your center goes out, which I'm I'm afraid their offensive line is going to have some injuries today too. Did you so. say wide receiver too? Yeah, well, I haven't yet. You're okay. right. Ez was out, you know. So I mean. They've had their problems and they've still been able to move the ball. I think it's just, again, consistency and the really slow starts have been the problem. Yeah. You know? Um, So if they can get off to faster starts, then.
1: A to F. A to F.
4: A to F,
0: yes.
1: What would you give their grade?
0: Oh, A. I was like, I said A to F. I said, are we playing battleship? I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) You sunk my battleship. (laughs) Hit. Hit.
3: I don't, man. My my brain was. I was going, man. I should know. What I this forgot is. You know, we were what? actually grading. I thought you just asked me how I thought. <laughs> done, so. B minus. You going B minus? Okay. Slow, yeah, slow, I'm not
4: to A. Slow. I'll say I'll say B.
0: Solid B. Yeah. Yeah, I'd go B. minus. Yes, yeah, B. But you know, at least they're throwing the ball down the field. I mean, just you know, it's not air yawn. But they've been just, explosive. They've like yeah, at one point and, they mean, were one of the most. It's explosive obviously teams better in the than country. last year, so that's encouraging. But you're and, right. Uh, a lot of different man. Uh, Oklahoma just Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State. Just scored again. Yeah. And,
4: and Texas literally let them just walk in. You notice that? Like, yeah. So which is a you know that's a strategy. You know, I mean, because now they're up by se- Oklahoma State's up by seven. So I'm assuming they kick the extra point, right? Uh, or are, are they going to go for two? You
1: go for you go for two and put them away. Yeah. You go for two. What do you lose? They're on the road. Well, or... if you
4: go up by eight, obviously they have to score and get the two point conversion.
1: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And your defense has held them in the second half.
4: I don't have a problem, you, you know. You, there's a that's very aggressive, and I don't have a problem with it because think about it: if you go for two and don't get it, I don't think Texas is going to try and beat you and go for two. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Yeah, especially uh, being at home. Right.
4: Yeah. So I mean, th- so they didn't go for argument. two
3: here. They 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 just kicked the uh, extra points, thirty-two to twenty-four. So you're up by eight. So there's what 18. two eighteen, two eighteen left in the game here. So see if OSU can hang on here. Right. Um. All right. So, uh, but basically though, Texas Tech offense it does at least appear to be. Less frustrating to watch than it was the last couple of years. I will give them that.
4: There's no doubt. They're more creative. Um, they do a better job of disguising what they're doing pre-snap. They use more formations. They use more motion. Um, you know, they, they start off the season really just force-feeding the ball to easy, which I didn't have a problem with as much as other people, but now they've really spread the ball around. I think Columbia's done a better job than Shuck mm-hmm. overall. I agree with that, yeah.
3: South- all right, And well, Sir
4: Roderick Thompson had three touchdowns last he's year. He's coming on. You yeah, know, he's in
3: you the top tell. ten for Texas yeah. Tech touchdowns now. Yeah, yeah career-wise. That the kind, that of, snook kind snook of surprised up, me. Yeah, yeah I surprised know. to see
2: that.
3: Yeah, all right. Well, we come back here, we'll talk some Texas Tech defense. This is
2: the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game on 101.1 The Beard. Sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, B Equipment, and Westin Water Well Drilling and Pump Service.
3: Time to look at the Texas Tech defense. Do we have to? Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, I couldn't Sorry. You to it. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. No, I tell you, it's, you know, I, I did not, at the beginning of the year, I, I didn't see the defense getting lit up like they have, you know, just, I mean, oh. I just didn't see that coming, really. I really thought the defense was was it was improved and you know in how many times we talked about just the talent level it, it, they just looked better on the field they looked bigger they got guys that looked like power five type players the defensive line looked good the linebacking core looked good you brought in all these guys uh, these uh, transfer guys that you know played for legitimate power five programs i mean it just seemed like they were going to be one of the better defenses we've seen in a long time and it just hasn't really turned out that way a
4: couple of things happened i think i believe um the scheme has been poor, unsound. Um, remember, the, remember, just getting a line was a mm-hmm. big deal in Austin. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma State. I mean, hadn't had a problem getting a line uh, on the road in Austin. You know, right, as of right now, Texas only has 24 points. So I mean, it can be done, right? You can get a line before a snap against Texas, and then also, and I'm not making excuses, but this is true. Uh, Reggie Pearson and Marquise Waters going down. Y'all remember how much I went on and on about them. I think a lot, even uh, DeMarcus Fields said Tuesday, that the the system this this year was built around those two guys, and I can see why. And them going down was sh- bigger than sh- really any other injury they've had.
3: I did see where Don Williams was uh, he had tweeted that uh, Pearson was actually on the field in well here looking like he might play. We'll see, but he that's that's and a then huge Dunlap dis- too, Malik Dunlap. He said was down yeah. there as well, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm just yeah. You know, no, that's good. We'll yeah, see, but
4: that
1: out there. But he's that's been going to harder, Don Williams, in and though, out of so, yeah. the
4: lineup. You know, really since spring since he got yeah.
1: here. So and, you know. and no Taj. Brooks today, according to Don.
4: Yeah.
1: All right.
4: Let's
0: just throw it out there. They lose to Kansas. Who gets fired? I mean,
1: and, and, if, 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 and here's the thing: who, who, if everyone but Cumbie? <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. But, well, uh, but yeah. will
0: they pull the trigger, or will they just
4: know. go Patterson? I've given up. Uh, I mean, wow, I it's, a, it's a final, by the way, in Austin. Oklahoma State came back and beat Texas. What was that? 32-24. 32-24. So. And they still
1: haven't given up more than 25 points in a game. Wow. wow.
3: Yeah, their defense, man, legit. Look, is, yeah. yeah but can
4: they beat Big Brother? We all know that. Like you know, Well, that's
3: going to be that Bedlam showdown now is looking like a, and it's in Stillwater this year, yeah, too. You know, so. in Oklahoma
4: State's just a team, they are well coached. At the beginning of the season, I was like, this team doesn't look very good. Was, you know, first two or three games, really. But now they've beaten Baylor, they've beaten Texas. I mean, yeah. okay, I mean, well, they, they must legit. be legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. This is a
0: 40-year-old man. He's a man! He's, <laughs> was that 10 that years mean? ago? Was he a 50-year-old that man? Did that guy now? just <inaudible> kiss
4: his shoulder?
3: <That's> <laughs> it's, a, it's an Oklahoma State position, yeah. <laughs> is, is that his kid? Because of COVID, if you can't
4: kiss on the cheek, you've got to kiss on the shoulder. I, 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 Gundy, he don't give a dang. He'll be <laughs> like, what are you doing, <laughs> man? Bro, get off my shoulder this is chin or something i don't he know looks, you but, know
3: what gundy look at him back right there he looks like he's wearing one of those those visors with the fake
1: hair you know That, they <laughs> <guys wear.
3: laughs> that
4: look like that. yeah you throw. know what yeah. he'd be the guy to do that too. right he you
1: would know? wouldn't he yeah so with, with i'm going to ask one question on kansas offense with them uh, being so pitiful 115th in total offense in the ncaa 108th in passing. Only 82nd in in rushing. They're gonna get a boost today. Yeah, today. Watch. This is like <laughs> how big a boost. How big a boost will they be <laughs> next week? No, but we'll come out and uh, their
3: their their guy will end up uh, looking like a Heisman contender. Yes. Probably, Every week, you, you know? know. I mean, it just how long have Caleb you seen Mellage that? Yes. You
4: remember who was the backup running back for TCU last week? Who
3: Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had 180 that. something yards. Average he averaged 15
4: by, yards per carry. Yeah. just ripped it
5: off. Three Gosh. touchdowns. Wow.
3: Well, that's that's man. That's yeah. So I mean, I I don't. I, I, we should we, make we'll it the Caleb Belage Award, right? right? We should hand out a Caleb Bellage Award to to the opposing the best offensive player of the guy, guy that looked most like a Heisman contender for this wasn't. week. Yeah, just yeah. this week. No, it's uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe. I mean, I thought after the the Texas game, the defense would come back and really you know try to prove things and and turn things around maybe or whatever, but now you know i don 't know do you, do you is it a some kind of thing that you, you see anything different really honestly, do you expect to see anything different scheme wise today or do you think they will just come out and just do what they do and and see what happens i mean in your heart, what do good, you think
4: what I honestly think is that they think we're we don't know what we're talking about everybody else out there we're all idiots they're their smart co- uh, coaches obviously as right, you can see right. you give up 400 yards and five touchdowns genius <laughs> uh so I, I think i you know to be quite honest i mean i right, I, just, no. I think that that's what they think well, what do right. these guys know they think they know they don't know anything right well i know what you're doing is not working but you're probably not going to change because that's your your history
3: right so that's yeah. what i really expect all right well uh Kickoff coming up around 3 o'clock. This one is on ESPN Plus today. And uh, which and, and it's on the big What channel is that? I think it's
0: 309. <laughs> What is it on Dish? No,
3: it's
1: not. It's on the internet.
0: ESPN Plus.
1: All right. Was it
0: on the Was it on Dish?
1: Was uh, What was about like,
0: ATTU version? Where do I, do I, do I work <laughs> for cable? Stop asking me. Well, shouldn't you know that? That's your job. No, it's not my job.
3: That's your job. Woo! Angry Pete. Oh, angry man, Pete is Yes. Yes
5: it's the cottonwood hotel <laughs> top 25
2: scoreboard top 25. here we go this is the red raider outfitter rock and free game on 101.1 the Beer, sponsored by mineke zonko and bud life it's back and pete wants to know and so do i
3: to rock or roll
1: hey how does this work jeff
3: you know what, I'm going to answer this the same way Matt Wells answers questions about Lubbock. I, you oh, know, I, I like oh. I like spending time with my family, Pete, and uh, that's kind of how this works. So let's Shots get right fired. into it today. We're going to start over on good. the Texas Tech side of things here. Third down conversions for Tech at 58.72%. My gosh, that's Sean, specific. that is very, very specific, 0.72%. I don't think we've ever carried it out that far digit-wise there. That's really impressive. So what are you, gonna, you guys gonna rock or roll on that one?
0: You start this one and I'll start <laughs> the next one. I'll rock.
1: You're still trying to figure out you're the math. Rock?
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna rock.
1: I'm gonna rock. Wow,
3: just think if it's fifty-eight point seven one. You're yeah, wrong. That's Dang man, not much margin of error there. Uh, let's see. Uh, team rush yards for Tech: two hundred and sixty-two and a half yards rushing.
0: I'm gonna roll. I'll rock. Kay. Okay.
3: Texas Tech receptions. At 24 and a half. Roll. Okay.
0: okay.
4: Oh, right, I'm going to – we would like your input as well. <laughs>
0: I'm going to roll, too. That's a lot.
3: All right. <laughs> yeah, Jarrett will rock or roll, and then you will agree <laughs> I, but with I'm, Jared, but I'm answering
0: every other question. Apparently. I'm sorry, because you didn't give me how to do it. But, this, uh, that's true. I'm that's glad true. It's on me. Your
3: family. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. This is our new segment: rock, roll, or agree. So we're spending time with your family. Longest punt return for Texas Tech at fifty. I mean thirty-eight and a half Whoa. yards. Oh well, okay.
4: That's like a season total. <laughs> <laughs> Them returning
0: punt returning
3: Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, yeah. A, that's, yeah. that's what.
0: i I'll, I'll rock. Or no, okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna roll. No, no. I'm he rolling. already said no, it. No, I can change it. I'm rolling. It's written in blood. Okay. All right. TDs.
3: Red Raider touchdowns. Five and a half. I'm gonna roll. What?
0: Yeah. I'm rolling too. Wait, you, no. Yeah, I'm rolling too.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, that's I
0: six. That's forty. Basically, forty-two
4: points. I don't see that. Yeah. No.
3: First. Right. I was
4: told there'd be no math. First
1: of all. <laughs> right. <laughs> first, I know. I'm sorry. There's yeah. always <laughs> math on Rock and Roll. Versus the 127th out of 132 teams in defense. You don't think they're going to get five? Six, go I think they're going to shirt. score less than 40 points. Right. Wow. Yeah, I think they're yeah. going to score
4: less than 30 points. Yeah,
1: do you re- okay, yeah, right. now, really? Okay, you're really severe that. on that.
3: Okay. All right, let's go to uh, the Kansas side of things. Neil rush yards at 104.5. Rock, rock, rock.
4: rock, rock, rock. Yeah. Everything rush yards for yeah. the other team yeah. is rock, <laughs> whatever the number. They
0: might make some adjustments. <laughs>
3: I'm going to roll on that. <laughs> <laughs> on the adjustment. Me too. Okay. No push, uh, push, push Are you going to are you going to push yeah. pull on this yeah. uh, Pete? Oh man. So you're you're you're, you're, you're what are you gonna rock on that? What are you gonna say?
0: Rolling, I'm rolling. Okay. You are
3: rolling on that. Okay.
0: Wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm rocking. You're messing me up. And they're going. he's getting over
3: 100. <laughs> look, the one time I give you the benefit of the doubt and I don't explain.
0: I can't do it, I'm
3: Never again, Pete. I'm gonna explain the every time. But I'm so happy about time. your family, dude. Well, thank you. Well, I have spent a lot of time with them. I yeah, like that. Over yeah. under, Pete. I know you don't
4: under.
0: get to look at our city, but man, there's a couple new restaurants. There's some great things going on. to Go get some pumpkins. You need to get out. Go, 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 to to have ma- a great go
1: to the maze. Prairie Dog
3: Town is always a crowd favorite. Um, all right, let's go with uh, <laughs> Trevor Wilson catches at three and a half catches. I'm
0: going to rock. Yeah, me too.
3: All right, Kansas punts,
1: six and a half punts.
4: Roll. Yeah, I'm going to roll seven.
3: That, again,
1: that's, a
4: that's like half a season for Tech's <laughs> right? tec- defense.
1: But that's what they're averaging right now Kansas, Kansas.
4: against other teams.
1: Against other teams. Yeah. All right, Kansas first downs, 14
3: and a half first downs. I'm going to rock. Okay. All right, and then the Kansas punt average yards thirty nine and a half.
6: Rock, uh, yeah,
0: I'll rock too.
3: Okay. All right. By the way, in our standings, we can get to and that. A half. Oh, Pete, you are you are leading thirty five to twenty five. You were six God. six and four last week. Oh, they're Okay, I'm sorry. You're you're. But tied. I was
0: leading. The, so that prior means you're still week, the so winner yeah. technically, yeah, right? Yeah, so I'm
4: in the lead.
3: But you're both six and four. I guess you're you're you are exactly tied in, in not only overall but even I, last week. You're both six and four. Just saying whatever I, I say. That's not true. I, I, I think, think
0: we have one different this week. Which you one team, was it? T- I t- can't t- remember. team
1: rushing, rushing yards was different. So do you want to make a, a beer bet on that? There, Pete.
0: That they're going to have more than 262 rushing yards today, and you said yes. Yeah. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to bet? Well, I think nice. beer is what we just talked yeah. yeah, about. I mean, I've already got my you know my refrigerator was full. I mean, you keep uh, you're my source for giving me giving me alcohol. Well, you didn't well, give I, me that I, much. Well, you, well, you, well, one, you gave one me one a beer pack month here, you gave me another pack. I mean, I lost count. <laughs> right, can I, we just? I, I sure haven't given you any beer.
4: <laughs> I, I sure remember I gave you. I paid my due, you paid did. my debt plus interest. Right. So for you to bring it up, you know. No, but I'm. I'm going I'm to deliver a do- couple dogs to your house, sir. <laughs> <I'm just saying, laughs> what about
0: time? Make sure the kids you. see the but see it know what, first. But so you brand get you want. I, I mean, whatever you want. Just. Yeah, so let, just you do Let's do a
3: 12, 12 pack of Bud Light. Put put your money where your mouth is. Come on.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Yes.
3: <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, there you go. Speaking of Bud Light, we're uh, we're back with our Bud Light keys to the game Excellent. coming up next. It's the Cotton Court Hotel. Big 12 scoreboard.
0: Oh, looking at the Big 12 scoreboard. Number 12, Oklahoma State, beat number 25, Texas, 32-24. They remain undefeated. Number 19, BYU at Baylor, just kicking off. Texas Tech at Kansas will kick in about 20 minutes. TCU at number 4, Oklahoma, they will kick off at 6:30. Iowa State at Kansas State, they kick off at 6:30.
2: That is the Big 12 scoreboard. The Rockin' Pregame returns on 101.1 The Beat. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on 101.1 The Beer, sponsored by Fortenberry Roofing, Wiley Implements, and Hug City Body
3: Shop.
5: It's the Bud Light Keys to the Game.
3: All right, Bud. Like keys to the game today. Yeah, this is uh, you know it's it's weird on this game because you know Kansas historically, I mean, the last several years, obviously been the, the worst team of the Big Twelve. But Tech has been you know doing everything they, they can uh, lately to flirt with with being the worst in the in the conference. there's still a game. Texas Tech has no business losing. But then you look at recent history, you know, going into today, you're like, gosh, man. I mean, they should win this one. Yes, but. You know, two years ago, you lose in Lawrence. Last year, you won by a field goal. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and that's and against a, another terrible Kansas team. So, you just never know what's going to, ultimately, what's going to happen in this game. But, yes, on paper, Tech should win this game big. So, going into a game like this, keys to the game today. What do you think? I'd like
4: to see him get off to a fast start. For, you know, yeah. the... I guess the second time in three weeks. The only fast start they've really had is West Virginia, yeah. and that's what won them the ball game, in my opinion, that and good clock management and, honestly, decent defense. So, it sounds like we're talking about a different team, but, I, you really
3: know, I would, like to,
4: I would like to see them get off to a fast start. Yeah. And that's originally
0: what I would have said, uh, you know, uh. Sonny Cumbie talked about it <laughs> earlier this week, that you got to get out to a fast start, and then you heard Brian Haney earlier say, that's what the Jayhawks have to do, to take Tech out of the game right off the bat, and... Uh, you know, so the fast starts key, but I would also say, you know, if you're if you're falling behind, make some freaking adjustments. Don't be afraid to try things. Yeah. Well, but but you know, the previous coaching staff we said the same thing about mm-hmm. adjustments. I mean, I'm not sure that's even a word in vocabulary. But I mean, you got to, and then if you can get up on these guys, don't then just play to win play to crush let's try to win by 30 i want to see them blow a team out
1: right no don't settle for field goals yes put the ball in and continue to just put your foot on their throat assert some will
0: but they play down to BM, their opponents.
1: BMN, they always right. do.
0: And uh, if and that's the case. You're looking at you know, a, a three-point game either way. I mean, I want to see them blow this team out. And then, hey, we feel pretty good. Maybe they can beat Kansas State. But if it's crappy, we're going to be talking crappy next week. Well, I don't want to talk
4: crappy next week.
3: I know. It gets, it's tiresome, actually. It is uh, tiresome. Wait, wait,
4: can I ask a question? And oh, I'm not calling. <laughs> so if Tech wins, let's say, by three touchdowns or more, Yeah. Are you going to be feeling good about them going into next week? No. Wait, I will oh, feel better. I'm going to feel
0: better. They're going to be 5 and 2. I mean that they're a win away. And again, I know there are fans who do not want this team to win anymore. So the coaching staff is gone, but I want to see him I want to see him improve. I want to see him win. You win by 3 touchdowns, I'm going to feel good about that. The
4: line's 18 okay. and a half.
1: But who have you beaten? if you win today and you're 5-2.
4: I think that's an honest opinion, because I know there's some people feel that way, and you can make an argument 5-2. and two. Now, I'm not with you on that. I've got to see them, pl- like, what do they do against Kansas State? To me, that's going to be the, if, right. you know, they handle their business Right, today. and if they're 5-2, the and two, league Kansas league. State is big at home,
0: and it's, it's the same thing as they were against TCU. You're, you're set up for homecoming. They couldn't do it. Now they get another chance. And then Oklahoma State is now undefeated. That sets up a big, big game. That could be the marquee win in the Matt Wells era. It already is.
4: From, uh, well, no, but ago, I know. Right? But now this for this, could be yeah. a, another yeah. Oklahoma State. That, the- his two
0: road wins are West Virginia. His two marquee wins could be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State at home. Oklahoma yeah, State's yeah.
3: probably going to be, I mean, they'll probably get in the top ten this week oh, yeah. after that oh, win yeah. today. So, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: And justifiably so.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. No, they look good. we got a
0: lot of good people in this community. Man, West Texas strong, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it.
3: Yeah. Well, Bud Light keys to the game there. So, yeah, you know, it's it's. I just can't believe that over these last few years that this game has been such a close game. I mean, you know, you lose one and then you barely win one at home, and it's just it's just amazing how far Texas Tech has really fallen to be down there where you're now you're you're having to eke out close games against Kansas to. to you know, get yourself out I mean, of being a team last in the year? conference. Was it you know, seventh
4: or eighth in the Big Twelve because you beat Baylor and West Virginia as well. Yeah. So I mean, Tech was. I mean, now I'm not saying that that's great, but I mean to put it to say what it really is. Right. I think Tech was either seventh or eighth, last and I think yeah. they're seventh or eighth now because yeah. if they
0: beat West Virginia and Kansas, that's it. But you know, I want to see the defense get more than a turnover. I'd like to see two or three this week.
3: Well, and and this this is. This you should be, team. Able to. you, you should, should be able, be. able to yeah. do that. Right. Right. There's
4: no excuse. Do y'all think they're gonna do the same scheme where they have like five guys in the box? Even though Sean just detailed that you know, then they have an athletic uh, Brian Haney also they have yeah, you know, they have an athletic quarterback who could get to the edge about as fast as anybody. Right. You know, they have a running back they like. Um, they're way better at running than passing. So I mean, come I mean obviously it makes sense that you you would Stop right. the run, right? That would be your right. game plan.
3: And it better have somebody watching that quarterback. I mean, this is this is the kind of game where this. I mean, with a with a dual threat guy and all the, the if they, tech, if they come out doing that same thing,
4: they have five guys in the box and they have Josiah Pierre all out, all weird, janky outside the formation. You know, I like that word. And then three safeties, twelve yards back off the line of scrimmage. I'm not saying I'm going to turn it off, but I'm really going to watch. it. Do them. we need to come
3: over? And, and like, are you going to be over at the House okay.
4: so
1: okay. well, of Seals? Okay. I just, just feel, you know, he won't
4: pay for ESPN Plus. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
1: like, come on over. You want to, you want <laughs> here's a stat for you Texas Tech has not finished in the top five, the top half of the Big 12 standings since 2009. Golly man, that's Well they haven't
4: had a winning record since two thousand nine yeah. in the Big Twelve, right? It, I mean that's that was the last time.
1: And
3: see, and that that's what's so weird. I mean, you know, you when you just really, really step back from it unemotionally and just look at it for what it is. It is not good, and that's why nationally when people look at Texas Tech, nobody's thinking about Texas Tech, nobody's talking about Texas Tech, it is about as low without being Kansas, I mean, as you can get, really, you know, it's just what it is. It's not a conspiracy,
4: you suck, Yeah, you know, and that's where we've been, and you've had two, we've had three major opportunities on, like, a big stage. One was Houston, hey, you passed it after a tough start, Texas, you get your pants pulled down, and then TCU, you're jockless, Right. I mean, so... Why would well, he anyone care about you? What,
3: what happens today? I <laughs> man, I don't
5: even want to fake what today might I don't, think we, might be. I don't yeah. think we can Pantsless say. I don't
3: think we can say. Pantsless and jockless. There's only one step left, and I don't, yeah. Oh, boy. oh God. I am so the psychiatrists can, uh. <laughs> Hope they win. Check, please. All right. Um, Freak me out here. I'm oh, sure. my gosh. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk with our special correspondent, Ben Dover, coming up next. <laughs> all right we'll make our predictions for today's game coming up next here on the red raider outfitter rockin pregame on 101.1 the beard
2: this is the red raider outfitter rockin pregame on 101.1 the beard sponsored by mitch hall chevrolet chrome and hook and reel
1: it's time now for the
3: red raider outfitter rockin predictions all right, so we're gonna make our predictions for the game. Texas Tech and Kansas getting underway here in just a few minutes, and uh, games on ESPN Plus. It is Texas or it's a uh, Kansas homecoming, so Texas Tech is Kansas homecoming opponent, and you don't want to lose that for sure. Uh, so when it comes down to uh, predictions for today's game, Pete, why don't you start?
0: Yeah, you know, I just got back from the Texas State Fair. If you've never oh, gone, nice. you got to go. Incredible. And they have a ride there where you ride and it spins around and then the floor drops out. Oh, I love it! But that. you stay up. And to me, that's the Texas Tech football season. I mean, we're, we're spun around. Uh, it's an ups, it's downs. Uh, if you lose today, the floor drops out on you. I got Tech winning. I, I still believe there's a lot of good with this team. Uh, I'm going to go 34-24 Texas Tech. But rest assured, if they lose today, there will be pink slips on Monday morning, and guys unemployed.
3: Yeah. yeah, well, you would think, but you would
0: hope. There's nothing elite about losing to to Kansas. We're not in Kansas anymore. On Monday, we're back in Lubbock, and you don't even know anything about Lubbock. But you'll be
4: back glad you're in Lubbock instead of Kansas. All right, Jarrett. You mentioned the state fair. My, my guy, Charlie Crockett's playing there today. My nephew. Really? Is his girlfriend there, yeah. Wow. So, like, I really wish I was there, to be honest. Like, yeah, I had, I had some, some fried some, butter, man. Some some
0: uh, brisket brittle. That incredible. That
4: fried you talked fried about. Butter. I forgot what they call it. You I don't know the name of kid, it. Either. I loved it. Yeah. Man. yeah. I, anyways, I, I, you know, we being had a Netflix guy. There. I went there multiple times every year. That was great. Ah, uh, what are we talking about? Tech Kansas. 2820 Tech. But uh, I, I don't feel confident about it. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll talk. I'll, I'll have a video after. We'll have a podcast for the day after. We'll have, uh, you know, copy on it either way. But uh, yeah, I don't. I, you know, this is this is the toilet bowl, and uh, I hate to say that, uh, but then again, as Pete said, if they win, they're five and two, and right. I, a lot of people don't want to hear that, more, and I understand, more. but still. Uh, and I think the question becomes, that would be our question next week, right? Is if they get to 6-6, six and six, and that's their final record, does the coaching staff come back?
3: Well, you go to a lame bowl game. I mean, I guess that's something. But will something. you win the lame bowl game? Yeah, well, Sean says Yeah, you tell us. You're, you're the one that has the season of future. Three
0: years ago, Sean predicted they would win in 2021 in a bowl game. So, We're Pete, <laughs> there you go.
3: All right. Uh, Sean, what's your prediction for the game today? 43-17 tech rolls. Wow. I would right. love that, Sean. All right. Well, I am. I am just about to the Uh-oh. point now where you know oh, I'm always no. the pessimist of it all. But I'm. Hang I am on. to the point of just about. I'm. I'm about over because here's what I think. Um, I, I, I get if you win today, you're five and two. But it, it feels so lousy. Because you haven't really beaten anybody of any consequence, and even if you win this game today, you're five and two. I think now you're staring down five and seven ultimately. Because I think the toughest part of the schedule is ahead, and I don't see Tech winning any of the remaining games after this one. I really don't. And so, um, but I am. I think you know you've got Kansas playing homecoming. This is a game that they think they have a chance to win because they they beat Tech there a couple years ago. They almost beat Tech last year, so I don't think there's any reason to think that Tech is going to mash Kansas this year. So you know what? I'm going to go with the upset. I think Tech or I think Kansas ekes it out, 38 to 37. I'm surprised you think
4: either one of those teams can score that many points.
3: (laughs) I know that is the surprising part of the pick, isn't it? Yeah. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, game's on ESPN Plus, and uh, y'all getting underway here in a few minutes. We appreciate you listening today, and uh, we'll be back next week. And, uh, you know, we'll get you back to the music here on uh, on 101.1, The Beard. It's been the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame 101.1, The Beard.
6: K O N E Lubbock.